1: to this episode of Property Jam, the podcast where we talk about everything on the human side of property. And we are super stoked because today we have with us the one and only Jack Wicks. Hurrah! Hello. Ah, there he is. <laughs> so I'm not going to even um, just muck this up and introduce you in the most horrible way. I'm going to let you introduce yourself. So Jack Wicks, who are you? What do you do?
2: Okay, I am the one and only Jack Wicks. Oh my God! Uh, (laughs) Oh wow! Not worthy. Tall. Yes. (laughs) Uh, No, I've been in uh, property for well, full time for about six years now, and and yeah, a a roller coaster. I I kind of uh, I've failed miserably, pretty much at every turn. Um, Way to introduce my, yourself, mate. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I tend to do this a lot, but um, but yeah, I kind of use those as learnings and then um, and, and continue the fight until success. So that's kind of um, something I'm quite big on is 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 talking about everything, not just the pretty stuff and you know whacking on the holidays on Instagram. It's kind of a bit of everything. Yeah, so predominantly rent to rent. I'm kind of known for, I suppose um but creative strategies low money down stuff is what interests me anything outside of the norm um normal bores me in every way shape oh, or
1: form hallelujah
2: <laughs> in property in life any normality uh, offends me greatly so um yeah in property
3: it's
2: the same thing it's like a, a single bite of let will not happen for me i've done it in the past and it is just so mundane and boring so i'd rather jazz it up with a with a different strategy to chuck in there and, and kind of try and increase the money back out or less money in or whatever it is just just make it a bit more interesting
1: oh my god you are so property jamtastic i'm all over that statement <laughs> it's like you're made
3: brilliant. for this podcast
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> amazing
3: <laughs> so we, um, we we like the
0: interesting uh, avoid the mundane yeah yes absolutely Okay. So
2: you
1: started six years ago, which means you were twenty-four when you started. Correct. Because we I can just announce. My that, age. We can just announce that it was Jack's birthday. Was it Monday? You said. Was it yes. Monday? Yeah. It so, was. Happy birthday, big three-zero! Celebrating in lockdown at the time of recording this. Yes, boom. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so that does that mean
0: garden. that? So does that mean that you're going to have a second birthday? Um, are you going to enjoy a thirtieth party or trip or something to? Celebrate. Well, yeah,
2: I mean I, I normally like to have birthday weeks rather than days anyway. Right. Um, oh yeah, of course, um, because it's everybody's favorite birthday to celebrate in my opinion. Um but yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the, I was trying to drag I was trying to drag everyone to to a holiday but no one seemed that up for that so Thank um, God. Lock, lockdown may have done me a favour and people will be wanting to go on a holiday so I can pretend that they're doing so for my 30th and rather than just going on a holiday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to have a party over here. And if you fly Ryanair, right there, you can fly for 20 quid anywhere in Europe.
2: You just can't come back.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty <very> much. <laughs> <laughs> you get there, you get struck in a hotel for two weeks. You can't leave the hotel. And then, um yeah, you'll be lucky if you come back. Sounds like most package holidays. It
3: changes scenery for a week or two, isn't it? <laughs>
2: I'd, I'd, to be honest, I'd take it right
1: now. Oh God, wouldn't yeah.
0: We all, yeah. Well, Nile and I are supposed to be in Croatia right now.
1: Are you? Oh, oh wow, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're halfway through our trip at the moment.
1: How's it
2: going? Oh, tell. going really I can, well. I can, the, <laughs> I can hear the
0: seagulls. It was near the sea. <laughs>
2: Croatia's
3: beautiful this time of year.
2: <laughs> yeah, we had a we had a skiing trip cancelled. That was that was meant to happen. Um, when, was it? when was that? When was Mark, it literally, literally, it was when uh, they was <laughs> they were being really. They were trying to keep the slopes open for as long as possible so they didn't have to give anyone their money back. And I think about two days before we were due to fly, they closed the slopes as well. Where where,
1: where, where was it? Where was the... Yeah, Bulgaria. Oh, okay, Bulgaria. Because I actually was in Italy when, like, in Lombardy, where, like, these, you know... Forsaken, COVID sort of towns were being inf- afflicted, and we were just drinking beer at the bottom of the slope, going, you know, what the hell's up with everybody? Everything's fine, um, and then yeah, the, the realization was because this was at the end of February. We flew back on the first of March. that actually, no, this was quite serious. Um, mm. But when you're in a ski bubble, yeah, don't don't see yeah. it. Mm. Yeah,
2: it was such a shame because it was a bit of it was like a business slash ski trip that we'd organised. My first ever one that I'd organised, oh. and I was so excited for it. I've been skiing for a couple of years. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, it is what it is It's lucky, I, I'm glad we weren't out there And then yeah. got stuck anyway yeah. that, you imagine? I
1: mean,
2: Bulgaria, like you say In the ski bubble of Bulgaria It's fantastic, but there's not much else outside of it I remember when I first went there And we were, it was like a stag there actually And we were driving past and there was just like Hotels made of concrete With no windows and just rabid dogs everywhere and we Brilliant they are yeah, <laughs> <I was just, laughs> really just selling it I was like, you got stuck? I can just imagine just running away from rabbit dogs the entire time.
0: But, uh, yeah. So I think, I think we're going to bring it back to you a little bit here. What? <laughs> <We're
2: going to laughs> you said anything
0: we need to get a little bit of property in and we need to ask the fundamental question, which is, what is the human side of property? Uh, what does it mean to Jack Wicks?
2: oh you didn't give me any time to prepare for this one yeah, right. um, on your feet yeah, no, or... i'm um I'm, I'm very much on that side um, of property as well in terms of the creative stuff we do is about the vendor coming away and they've got either we've saved them from you know an issue that they were having with that property and couldn't fix it in the normal way um or creating a space for tenants uh, as well and yeah very much on on the human element because we all a lot of the groups talk about the finances predominantly and forget that there's any humans involved in this stuff. Yep. Um, yeah. and it's, it, I, I find, I find it's the same. It's, it's a bit of a gripe for me when people talk about virtual assistants as well. And they talk about the Marge get this VA to do it. Mm-hmm. Like they're not a real human being. And I, I always find that sort of semi-offensive. Um, yeah. like they're not robots. They are actually real people. They're just cheaper than we used to and not, physically able to meet them so yeah i'm uh, i'm a huge sort of fan of, of bringing the, the humane ways of doing doing property
0: yeah
3: i really like that right,
0: totally agree with that it's everything we stand for as well
3: yeah
2: pretty much yeah yeah it falls in
3: nicely with what we do yeah because yeah, yeah i
2: mean i mean with our rent to rent stuff we're in surrey so it's um a s- sort of st- semi-high end market and again you get you get the people when we do sort of ads for for our rooms and stuff like that and you get people going can't believe it's this much money and and moaning about it but actually we've worked really hard on creating a a product that is fit for purpose and fit for the people that need it and want it and could afford um, obviously, the prices are dependent on where you are. And, you know, we can't just give you a room for 300 quid in central London or whatever. It's just not possible. And um, that's the difficult part as, as property people, I think, that you have to deal with the fact that people that don't understand property think that we're just fleecing everyone
1: mm. um,
2: rather than, you know, that there is no other choice for people. And we have no other choice to charge what we charge. We, we just have to go in line with... Um, what the market dictates. So it's um, that's a difficult one, I think, when you're trying to help people and they just see you as trying to make money out of it because you are.
1: Mm-hmm. It's kind of
2: like, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a nice extra, isn't it? You're, you're helping all these people, but there is obviously decent money to be made in property, but ultimately you are helping people, otherwise they wouldn't they wouldn't take the rooms or the house or or whatever, and without landlords, um, there would just be the councils to deal with stuff, and we know how good they are at dealing with shit. <laughs>
0: Totally. Actually, well, we, we view property in two ways. Um, we, we have our high end co living portfolios, and then. Oh, you've um, gone co
2: living. Nice.
0: Well, of course. Was, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we, we call them next level HMOs. Um, so, yeah, it, it's co living, baby. And so we have the, the, the HMO portfolio, and uh, that's high end. It's nice. People can afford to pay for it. But then we've got the other end where we're actually working with social housing care providers. So instead of um, trying to fit everyone into one model than actually having a couple of different models that that you know work with different parts of the marketplace mm-hmm. so one which is more cash and te- more about c- creating cash but also people need that service and then one which is more about um, being able to give back and uh the you know maybe the cash is the, the second you know the second reason for
2: doing that totally agree and I think in terms of helping people it's not all about just helping people have a roof over their head which obviously the LHA model would be but Mm -hmm. in terms of like student digs, you you need to help people by giving them some sort of like an energy in a a house that they can sit down and actually get inspired by something rather than um, just plain boring pine furniture and bland walls they need to kind of there's sort of different types of needs I suppose and you're providing something else because um I'm, I'm near a place called eggham and uh, oh, yes. yeah. 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 yeah yeah really big university there i always forget what it's called but it's amazing. Right.
1: It's the uh, royal holloway
2: royal holloway yeah it's like hogwarts it's amazing yeah um, <laughs> and 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 the level of student property is ridiculous it is absolutely yeah, yeah. awful and you just think of a, of a uni that high quality and the people but there's a lot and oh, um, there's a lot of foreign um there's a lot of foreign students that come over and they're just like being dumped in these crappy two bed semis that haven't had work done to them in 10 years because the, the landlord's just been lucky enough to get rid of them regardless. Yeah. Um, that, that's, that's changing a lot at the minute. Thank God.
1: Because really. I mean, I have to say, I think that's true of most university cities, to be fair. My landlords and my landlords, my letting agents just uh, relocated or opened up a second outlet from Lincoln in uh, Nottingham to the housing stock in Nottingham is so poor. It's yeah. such poor quality. And he's like, we need you to get in there and do what you do in Lincoln because it's just screaming. It's, and it's
3: not just the, the student market either. Because when we went to or when I started looking into the Midlands and uh, Coventry and Eton and places like that to invest, um, I did some mystery shops. So the properties that were advertised to rent as HMO or with HMO rooms as luxurious properties um, and high-end properties and that all these really... Uh, fancy names with them, going into them, it was just like it wasn't even good as good a quality as fusion furniture. It was just a cheap bed, a cheap desk, and that was it. And a kitchen that you couldn't swing a cat in. So, <laughs> and they were advertising these these five, six, seven bedroom properties as being high end, luxurious lettings, and it's
2: it's ridiculous.
3: It's the
1: LC yeah. landlord, isn't
2: it? It is, yeah. And I mean, I'm I'm like. In between where we just said in Egham and Heathrow Airport as well, right. so all the surrounds of Heathrow, the HMOs that are there are a joke. I mean, I got sent one the other day from a from a letting agent. He said, "She's she is really high quality." You know, she calls it a boutique HMO. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. yes, okay. Sounds, sounds lovely. And I looked at it. And it was like, it's a fucking IKEA packed <laughs> wardrobe. This this isn't the definition of boutique. This is just slightly nicer than the shit that you get in hounds though um yeah it's, it's funny people's definition of, of they just think that because they've put a duvet and a, a pillow on the bed that is now boutique and it's really high end
1: or, or the feature wall um, they decided to wallpaper or paint one wall and they were yeah. like oh, i'm gonna command at least 20 quid a week more on this one yeah it's
2: yes. it's it insane and she, and she was charging she was getting a grand a thousand pound a month per room for the um for the air hostess trainees oh yeah um, yeah, wow. so she was getting incredible money for it for a five bit.
1: That's the thing; um, demand is there, right? People yeah, want
3: this yep. is it. and and if there isn't. If it's the best of a bad bunch, what other options do they have?
2: That's the thing, isn't it? I think it's um, when everybody else is really crap, you can afford to be crap if you really want to. <laughs> be, if you really want to be. Um, yeah, we, we, we kind of spent quite a lot of time getting that balance right, actually, in terms of between crap and, and really crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this
0: this one of the uh, mistakes you made?
2: yeah well yeah that was when i was involved heavily at the start i was uh, i was like that 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 pine bed can stay there and we can sort of tart that up with a bit of paint or whatever and i look back now and they're awful weirdly though um they're the ones that have still got the same tenant in four years later so um yeah sometimes it doesn't work out quite as as well as you think in terms of that it's tenants
0: not- do surprise you sometimes yeah yeah they do we've had longest tenant in for three three years and he's probably in the smallest room that we've got um paying the same rent as other people in that property and the rents in the other rooms have varied versus supply and demand but he's on one of the high rents we set when the property was first done and he just like
2: loves it yeah, yeah people get comfortable don't they and that's cool that's you know that's what you want ideally from the tenant isn't it especially in hmos of such high turnover but
3: yeah you um, want them to yeah. stay as long as
2: possible yeah that's something we really focus on that i've noticed other people don't is retention of current tenants
1: yes yeah. i've
2: noticed that everybody's constantly just like how can we hammer in a new tenant as soon as possible mm. yeah. rather than trying to keep the ones that they've got and like in terms of a management perspective cost uh, effort keeping your original tenants is way more beneficial than just making sure that you fill one quickly when one leaves um yeah. so we've actually started um we've got like a tenant discount club so all of our tenants we pay it and all of our tenants get access to this discount club where they get like 60% off of view cinema or um they get 10% off ubers and sainsbury shops and stuff like that and it's yeah, there's a in- few
0: there's a few companies like that isn't there mm.
2: yeah so we're actually going to work with one of them there's a guy called uh, he works with babu yeah i know babu yeah i don't so do we- so we work with them um, and we're essentially, so they don't deal with small landlords. They're sort of like hundred tenants plus now. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: so we're we're going to work with them to provide it for the smaller landlords. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a service we've I've kind of um, worked on with him. So it'll be the same service, but I have to deal with all the sort of managing of the landlords, I suppose, because that was what he was having a problem with. So, um, yeah, hopefully that'll be cool. And, and just sort of help everybody else create a nice, um, situation for their tenants really i think i think more than more than the discounts itself it's just the fact you you're doing something above and beyond what anyone else has ever done for them as a, as a landlord and it makes them feel like you actually give a shit about them mm. um, so that it's kind of mutual respect them and we found that the house is getting looked after better and things like that as well because they know that you care
0: yeah respect your tenant and they will respect you and your property yeah, and yeah. that's, you. A,
3: uh, that's is forgotten a lot of the time because they the tenants are the ones that are paying our wages at the end of the day. So it's important to keep them happy and to keep them uh, at the forefront of, of everything that you do.
2: They're the customer, essentially, aren't they? And people yeah, never look do. at it. I mean, people I find people don't look at property as a business anyway. Um, yeah. But if you do, you should be looking like they are the paying customer, ultimately. And yeah. you need to do your, everything you can to make them happy, where people just don't. But that
1: links back to what you were saying earlier, because you were saying the reason we as landlords mm-hmm. and investors get demonized so much is because people just think of us as an individual. We're a person, but it's not. It's a business. And when you're running any business, it's about providing a service or a product that's the highest quality that's in need. And that's what we're doing. But you still yeah. get part of yeah. that brush, did not you?
2: I'd love to see. I'd love to see um, tenants manage other tenants uh, for yeah. free and see how they get yeah. on with that. Yes. <laughs> ah, bloody hell, we are a nightmare, aren't we? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can you? Well, imagine? well,
0: you know the tenant complaints that so they complain to you. Just imagine if they had to actually deal with that themselves and so they didn't have someone to go and moan to.
2: Yeah, I know it's incredible. I, when I first started, because um, I would started on my own, and then six months in, my older brother came on board. Um, and took it all away because I was like at just at the, the point of I can't do this anymore deal with tenants. Um so luckily he came on board. And um yeah he he had someone what was it? They they said they needed a new light bulb is the only light bulb in their room. Um needed a new light bulb and finished work late so couldn't get one from the shops, possibly. so oh, did so Sam, so Sam has a little test here, just said, Oh no worries, but the earliest I can get there is three months. Um, he <gasps> He waited for three <laughs> months
3: for his light bulb.
2: Yeah, in, in in presumably a dark room. Stop it! <laughs> it's ridiculous.
1: Well, seriously, he waited. He probably, yeah. he probably went
2: out and bought one.
0: Put it in until that you came out to replace it with one of yours but they know that a light bulb is their responsibility it's
2: in the AST. well, yeah? well we've, we've literally said to them like do the light bulb give us the receipt we'll happily take your rent or we'll pay you whatever that's fine and then we'd, you know because for us to come out it's just silly for for that um but yeah didn't have it uh, <laughs> okay. but, but we get it we get the same thing as well with um when there's a boiler issue for instance we'll call the tenant oh why don't you try this well, no, you need to send someone out. I'm not trying anything. It's not my job to try things. It's like, what do you want heating or well, hot water? Just, just try something. It's not that
0: hard. <laughs> it's the common sense check.
2: Yeah, and the yeah. fact if you own if you own your own house, you have to deal with this shit yourself. You can't mm-hmm. just you can call someone, but it's going to cost you a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, it takes people. People have to get to you. It's like tenants expect you to be at the front door, like kipping outside the front door, ready to do anything that it requires doing as well i find it's just the immediacy of it always crazy
1: but it's still so the claims like the, the, the claim to like hardship you know it's like i've had to suffer damp in my room for a week and you're like come on like it's taken a week just to get quotes just to, to kind of like solve the problem like yeah please. yeah and they're like i want it off my rent i want a discount i want this i want my deposit back it's like chill out it's been a week
0: do you find that um that that when you move a new person in uh you can preempt this stuff you can um basically tell them that we have a you know a practical approach to solving issues and we work together so um yeah it sounds if you can tell them that they're going to be expected to try to fix things before things break um is that an approach that you take or anything that you've tried yeah
2: we we definitely try and we make sure that they know that we are um we're proactive and we want them to tell us when there's a problem mm, um, yeah. because there, there, there's the other side of tenants, isn't there? Where mm. they sit there with the damp wall for three years. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then it's like, well, now it's a real problem because there's a hole in the fucking roof and you haven't told us. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's weird. You get, there's such polar opposites. There's no one in the middle, is there? No, no
3: that's very true. But, actually,
2: Yeah. Yeah. So we, yeah, we definitely do that. And, um, and we've got, we've, we've just like massively gone into the sort of the, the board that we have in there that says, like on the boiler, we've got a step by step what to try before you call anyone with a number there to call if it, it's an emergency. We've, you know everything, we've tried to like cover off as many of the recurring issues as we can because we know ninety percent of boiler problems is just resetting the boiler or it's a pressure issue. Yes, yeah, um, and you know the whole house is cold water and everyone panics. I remember the first time it ever happened to me, and you know it it, it, it was a bit like when the minute it goes from like warmer summer to Going into winter, it's like we're just waiting then for the calls which boiler sort of pressure is going to drop first, and you just don't know. And we, we've, we've got uh, 17 properties now, so they're fairly dotted around and um, they're kind of within a, within a 10 mile radius. But yeah, it's, it's, and it's always in the middle of the night and net when, when they need you to come out and stuff. But yeah, we've kind of made sure that everyone's got their specific instructions on how to get that water going, and yeah, we've learned a lot over the last. Um especially in the last sort of couple of years, we've really focused on systemizing those things that could that just don't require human intervention all the time.
0: hmm yeah. yeah. that's well. do you, you mentioned uh, VAs earlier. Do you do you outsource things uh, using human VAs? Uh no, we haven't human yet. VAs. We, 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 yeah. <laughs> To
1: digitate, guys. they're humans too they're
0: people <laughs> you'll be saying that about ai soon You're like it's <laughs> it's got a life of its own it's <laughs> a bicentennial <By laughs> uh,
3: man
2: <laughs> yeah we, we we haven't yet so I'm, I'm in business with um a guy called kevin Britton, who's um massive on outsourcing and systemization so he's um yeah he's he's helping me sort that out he's he's basically he was doing 60 hours a week on his So I think he's got like 80 properties in his portfolio, including HMOs. Um, and then he, within six months or something, I've probably got all this completely wrong. Um, within six months, he's now doing an hour a week on that wow. same portfolio. Wow.
1: What a difference. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. So I'm definitely trying to sort of incorporate that. I mean, we're there's a whole restructure going on in our businesses and stuff at the moment. So um, we're actually looking to sell our rent to rent business, which is kind of interesting. Mm. Um, just because I wanted to start, kind of start start fresh, I suppose, um, and also I'm really interested in going through the process of selling a company because I've never done it. Okay, mm. um, yeah. So yeah, it was kind of one of those things, and um, yeah, with a new business venture and things like that, it's um, it's cool to start from fresh. So yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a busy time at the moment. There's a lot going on. That's
0: definitely, because really cool. you you definitely need to get your business systems in place, you, everything, because it just adds value, isn't it, to the business. Yeah, and, and that's IP the best
2: and- thing. You can almost cookie-cutter this stuff. So uh, whatever Kevin's done with his properties, uh, we can bring it over to our stuff and get it kind of self-managing using um, his virtual assistants or whatever. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've spoken to a few of his VAs, and they're just incredible how intelligent and well-spoken they are. You know, everyone expects, oh, well, they can't ring an agent, can they? Of course like, they can. Yes, They can, yeah. like, Perfectly. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. i think the problem is when people are trying to outsource is they believe they're the only person in the world that can do what they do in their business and yeah. almost don't want to know that somebody from the philippines <laughs> who's getting paid a five an hour could do it just as well probably better i was going to uh, say
3: probably better in most cases because yeah. you know it's they're focusing on that particular part that's their job
2: mm-hmm. if they I don't know, do it yeah. well they
3: don't get paid or they don't have a job
2: yeah, and, um, and Kevin and his team, they, they, they've got a really good, they really focus again on, on them being people and they make sure that there's sick pay, that they get their birthday off. Um, they get like a pay rise when they've leveled up. Um, you know, a lot of people just try and take the piss really, I think, with VAs and go, well, they're a five and they're doing all this stuff. Um, whereas they, like Kevin really tries to uh, make sure that they're getting paid in line with what they're actually doing. Obviously, yeah, it's, still, it's still going to be less than the UK, but then it's all relevant. Um, I mean, some of the some of the testimonials from their staff and stuff saying it's changed their family's life. It's, it's absolutely awesome. So, this um, is a really hot
1: topic right now because um, I've ended up having conversations about VAs with so many different people at the moment. In fact, um, a big shout out to the Property Sisters UK group. Um, we actually had a, a whole brunch on this VA topic. And the, the message about treating them as a, a member of the team came through loud and clear. Because, you know, even though they might be on a different timescale to you, they will be willing to work to hours that suit your business. So when you're having those team meetings, include them. They are an active member of your team. It's not just something like you say, you are the guys, then you just go, right, okay, we'll let the VA know. And then they do it by extension. No, they're part of the team. So all of that stuff you just said, completely Support it, it's
2: brilliant, yeah. And I think there's a nice um, balance with sort of over managing them as well. And it's the same thing if they were sat in an office, you wouldn't be on top of them all the time going, What are you doing right now? What are you doing right now? And I think there's a tendency to try and do that because it's uh, you can sort of see their screen if you wanted to, or ask them to do a time stamp or whatever. I think there's an element of kind of especially after the initial period, just going, Right, this is what needs to be done and letting, letting them do it themselves. And if they, they prove that they can do it, then you, you can sort of let them run a little bit more. Yeah, um, And develop to, yeah. them,
1: like you said, develop them, sort of like skill them up.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's crazy It's crazy that we even need to have a conversation, really, because they, ju- they are just... Team uh, member. They are someone you've employed, essentially, and right. they just live in a different country. That's all it is. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So at, at this point, just to... I think it's probably about time for episode roulette...
2: Oh interesting. Yeah. Yes. So I'm ready
0: um
1: ready with my finger. Here we go. I don't know
0: how many episodes you've you've heard. Um, on, on um, all of
1: them Jack. Just be honest. All yeah yeah yeah. One.
0: But but on one of the previous episodes, we had Susanna Cole on and we got to episode roulette. And I think she thought we were going to quiz her on the content of (laughs) the episodes rather than have a comment about what the theme was. uh, Don't worry if you haven't
3: listened to all of the episodes. We're not going to quiz you on that. (laughs) So what did Joe say at 13 minutes? (laughs) Everything's
2: about quizzes now, isn't it? <laughs> it is.
0: I've seen. I've seen that on Canva.com, uh, they've now brought out a whole range of templates for your quiz nights.
1: So true. I have noticed this. Yeah. Yeah. I it. prefer
2: the drinking game ones personally. Me too. Oh, <laughs> you
1: just,
0: just combine, you combine the two. It
1: be.
2: yeah, yeah, because I'm, run, I'm, bit, bit, I'm rubbish at quizzes, so it just Me means too. I get more drunk than everyone else. So it's
3: great. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're we're having another family one this weekend, and the, the last time I had it, it was like three o'clock in the morning. I think by the time. I staggered into bed.
2: <laughs> that
3: yeah, was before, I can't, like I can't really remember what we were talking about for the past for the last couple of hours. You remember who won the
1: quiz? Hmm? Do you remember who won the quiz?
3: Not a quiz. What, what <laughs> quiz? It wasn't me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, my finger is poised. I'm ready. So, I'm going to start scrolling. I'm scrolling. Say stop. Stop. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Episode number nine, getting the deals. Thoughts, human thoughts on getting the deals.
2: Human thoughts. Um, yeah. <laughs> as opposed again, to AI being thoughts. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm a really sheer negotiator, I think, in general. Way to sell yourself again. Yeah. But I. He's I learning a
0: lot on this episode.
2: He is. <laughs> yeah, no. Basically, well, that, I, again, I always say it when I um, do public speaking as well. I've realized I'm actually really bad at sort of 95% of stuff. Um, I'm just all right at the five percent, so I just ignore the ninety-five.
1: <laughs> delegate, delegate.
2: Yeah. Um, so I, with negotiations, I always look at it from the person I'm negotiating with's side, and like I would think you're taking the piss if I was, you know. I, was, I always look at it and go, I would never accept that, and it's pro- I'm probably missing out on bits and bobs, but I, I'm all about pace as well. So with rent-to-rent deals if the deal works at like a grand a month profit and it's asking price, I'm not going to chip in for 50 quid or a hundred quid off the monthly V because it's just going to be time. It's going to be so much effort, especially if there's a letting agent in in the middle there. Um, And ultimately the hundred quid is not going to make that much difference to the deal. So I'd much rather just go, right, let's get this deal done asking price. Let's get moving or, or, or try and negotiate elsewhere. I always try and get the price as high as I can. negotiate elsewhere so rent to rent for instance i'll try and get a rent free period if if i can pay asking but actually it's a little bit on the tight side i'll get six week rent free or i'll get them to do the hmo license or get them something else because i know that the important part to them is the cost the the amount you're paying every month so if we can do that but negotiate elsewhere and make the deal work for us as well then then that's how i like to do it Mm -hmm.
1: jack can i just say that doesn't sound like bad negotiation that sounds quite good
2: yeah. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> 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 just give I, I them, give them you've what you've they want with one hand. There, they're all like, "Lowest you can go. Low. If you're not embarrassed no. by your offer, then it's a rubbish offer." Which again is absolute bollocks. By the way, there's so Hopefully. much bullshit out there. By the way. Oh my it God. So much. Oh God, we and need an episode
1: trolling. on the bullshit out there as well because that would be <laughs> really, really great, wouldn't it? For episode roulette is just so much crap. Yeah. Oh, get rich now, be a millionaire overnight. You know. No. No, people. No. Right, next. We're going on to the next one. So I'm scrolling. Say start. stop. yourself
2: there. <clears throat> stop.
1: Okay. Oh, yes. I've been wanting this one to come up. Oh, no. <laughs> Episode number two, Tenant Stories.
2: Oh, well, we had that one, didn't we? I, I, I don't know how many... Oh, have I got a good one? It's difficult because Sam does all this stuff now. I know he's told me a few, like weird ones i mean obviously we, we covered the uh the light bulb one and i can't i can't remember <laughs> i don't think i don't think it was us actually but i remember someone telling me so this all this will still work um but it was a tenant had emailed saying um i just tried to call virgin wi-fi to get the um child um
3: adult safety adult,
2: uh, off yeah. um it's a bit annoying so i'm just i'm trying to watch porn And in in a written email, asking, "Can you can you help me get this off for this exact reason?"
1: (laughs) 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 shout out to roland simmons uh for the first uh discussant of porn and now a shout out to jack wicks as the second discussant (laughs) that's amazing
2: yeah i'm I'm sure it was somebody else but yeah it didn't make me laugh just the openness in the in the one email (laughs) i need this to be removed because
1: (laughs) this is honest
2: yeah yeah
1: i'm assuming it wasn't he
2: i think so why is that a problem
1: no, I'm just thinking. Uh, you know, yeah. I'm just wondering if it'd also
2: thinking. be a she. Well,
1: that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm just <laughs> exactly. That would We're all be...
2: equal after all. Damn right. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. So I'm. I'm Let's go again. Go <laughs> again. <laughs> okay. Finger is scrolling.
0: We so need to get some scrolling music.
1: You do. Yeah, you do. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, before property episode number seven. Mm.
2: Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so I was a barman. Do
1: you know what? That makes so much sense. Why? You'd be a bloody good barman. You've got a good chat.
0: I was. We talk about it. It's probably not very really good at pouring pints. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Self-confessed bad pint It's,
0: it's so probably really, really good at pouring <laughs> the first bit and the head's just horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> should
2: I, should I, I was actually pretty good. I'm okay. a, I still make the cocktails now. I've currently, I've currently got, and I'm not sure how it's going to work out, but I've got bacon sat in a bottle of vodka. Yeah, minute. that's going to work. Downstairs. Oh, okay. vodka.
1: Could you... for, for a Bloody Mary.
2: Oh, for a Bloody Mary. Do
1: you know what? Because in my head. I'm,
3: thinking... I'm gathering you weren't working in a Weatherspoon pub
2: then. No, no, I was working in Richmond, don't you Ooh. know? For, uh, oh, lovely. Um, yeah, so basically, followed my brother. He's He's had me working in pubs since I was. 15 polishing cutlery basically wow. um, and essentially the only person that would hire me I think so so up until the <laughs> age of 24 I was just working in pubs and bars um, but yeah I loved it I actually miss it um, every now mm. and again obviously working every weekend and stuff is, is annoying but um, yeah I, I just I just like being around people and especially like the atmosphere of pubs and, and stuff like that is, is really cool so I do miss that so I just sit on the other side of the pub often now Good lads. Yeah,
3: one of, one, of, one of our goals is to actually own a pub, but I used to work in pubs and clubs oh, for a long time, yeah. um, and like that I didn't, towards the end it was the, the um, social aspect of it, I was working when I should have been going out, so that's the only thing that kind of stopped me doing it, but I really enjoyed that, that lifestyle, so having my own pub now is something that's high on the list
2: yeah well, i'd, I'd, love, I'd love to do it for my brother yeah i'd love to do it for my brother because he's absolutely incredible as a manager i mean mm. most of the pubs he's worked at he's beaten like the records on, on most of the pubs but he's never owned his own so that's on my kind of goals list to sort of just give him the keys to a pub without him knowing or something um, yeah we had a business plan once actually and it was it was going to be called tea and jam and the jam part was live music Ah, and then we're going to do like it. tea-based cocktails and afternoon tea. So this, so this is another weird, weird thing. I know we're going well off topic, here, but um, he, Sort of at, at sort of afternoon tea time, the old cloths come out over the tables, and we get an old lady to come and serve you your afternoon tea. and Make it really sort of just a real, just a real change up from the pub atmosphere. <laughs> Amazing. Uh,
1: Exactly. Yeah. Could you also have had Property Jam podcast playing in the backgrounds for all your
2: at
3: gold- all times at all <laughs> times? <laughs> <laughs> or like, yeah, because the-, the, the old ladies would love that. <laughs> <laughs> they'd
1: love, it. They'd so connect they'd with love it the
3: swearing. Things. They'd love the porn. You know, it's right up their alley. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that, old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> <Not good. laughs> right, moving on. One more. How much, how many, how much time have we got, Matt?
0: Oh, you can go. Go for the one. All right.
1: Okay, I'm going to be scrolling now. Stop. Oh, okay. Right. So, uh, this is such a boring one.
2: She's changing her mind.
0: She's changing her mind.
1: Episode eleven: Property licensing.
3: (laughs) That (laughs) is horrible.
0: Why did we ever do an episode on licensing?
1: And it was the the worst one as well. We didn't get much. What what a surprise.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, how did the the listeners go? Um, I've actually got it up on my screen, so
2: give me a minute and I'll tell you.
1: Okay. In the meantime, Jack, what are your thoughts? Tell us. Uh,
2: It's a pain in the arse. And yeah, I find, uh, I mean, we've invested in Hastings, and it's incredible how often they've changed their licensing rules. So we, we bought a block of flats. So then originally they we had to get an HMO license for a block of flats. Then it was selective licensing, uh-huh. which replaced the HMO license. Then they took it away. Um, yeah, it's just insane. So I, I just I think there's obviously got to be a licensing element to property to stop the rogue landlords. But the problem with it, I find, is it hasn't stopped the rogue landlords. No, no they, well, they just don't apply for the, the licenses. licenses. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, get a slap on the wrist when they get caught or whatever. It, it just doesn't seem to be stopping what they're trying to stop. No, uh, not
1: not at the level I think it, that um, you know safety is breached probably because it's rife, isn't it? It's a massive. And problem. another
2: pet peeve of mine is oh. how is fire considered um, a different level of um, risk depending on where you are in the country and what council you are? It's absurd to me that there's not a nationalised fire safety protocol and the hmos aren't just i know that you've got the lacors guide but every council i mean some of our councils are like well actually you only need a fire door in the kitchen Mm -hmm. or anything leading off of that main sort of high risk area and others want everywhere every single one they want firearms in every single bedroom i had an argument with um one of the guys i mean it was like mr bean and his mate turning up it was ridiculous classic council and um, his tie was by his toes it was ridiculous um, and they and they spent like an hour and a half walking around this house just how they were having a great time I, I was so offended by them um, and they were just like oh well we need to make sure that uh, fire doors and every door and they need to be completely sealed and then he walks in he was like right and then you're gonna because we've sealed the room there'll be no air ventilation so whack an air vent in the wall here I was like <laughs> Planet are you on? It's your <laughs> fault that we've we've got no air ventilation. What, what do you need? Um, he wanted more more of the, the bottom of the door cut off in the bathroom so that the steam could come out. Um,
1: <laughs> and the smoke can get in.
2: Yeah, uh, it's just insane. And and they, they were just going back and forth. And yeah, he wanted he wanted a fire alarm in every single bedroom, every, on the landing, like stair, everywhere. Yep. And I was like, the whole point of a fire alarm is that it's loud so that people can hear it. Why do I need one in my bedroom? And then just outside my door as well. This makes no sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's yeah very frustrating is what I'd it's say. I'm all for making places 100% safe. But it, there just needs to be some sort of regulation, some sort of, it's they make it so difficult here. that nobody knows if they're right yep. or wrong. And then if you mm. get a new HMO officer in, oh, God. oh no, you didn't need that. What's yeah. he got you to do that for? And you're like, oh my God, there's oh got God. to be something here. Totally. But yeah. well, I
0: think um, if you want to hear Joe's frustrations on that, you need to go and listen to the episode. I um,
2: will not. <laughs> <laughs> how about, no, got better
1: things to do?
0: <laughs> well, actually, interestingly enough, uh, Property Licensing is the 14th most listened to episode that oh, we have.
1: shut up. Really? You know, it is,
0: it's number 14 out of, how many are we up to? 30, 30 6, five? 7, 30, yeah, it's that like that. not bad.
1: Well, I think it's because my rant was quite entertaining because basically everything you just said, Jack, it was a similar <laughs> thing. I literally was just like, and another thing. You know, <laughs> I don't want your opinion. I want it to be based on a policy.
2: <laughs> it is really frustrating. <laughs> it's
0: really frustrating because HMOs, they fall into a grey area on pretty much every, every single like bit of licensing, uh, planning, building regs. Yeah, there's there's no uniform council tax. Let's not get started about that. Standards, yeah. Housing standards, um, it's so much up uh, up for grabs in, in opinion. It's so subjective. Um, so you're right. It does need to be more uniform because if we all knew what we were doing and there were some sensible rules out there, then we could just just do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And there's the cost as well. I mean, in Surrey, it's 600, 650 for the license application. Not bad step into a border of like where we had one, which was Witten, which is near Richmond, Twickenham area. Um, and it was 16 or 1800 quid.
0: Oh, wow.
1: So
2: like, how can it be that much more admin to create a license when uh, five minutes down the road?
1: totally and i remember when um one council in particular switched from a paper service to an online service they upped their fees when the legislation change happened on the 1st of october 2018 they upped their fees because all they were like oh more manpower more manpower i'm like haven't you gone automated there should be less manpower what are you talking about but it's yeah it's just an excuse isn't it it's um,
0: extortion machines are human too
1: oh yeah that's that's (laughs) kind of the vibe i've got i think the title of this episode should be something along those lines <laughs> <laughs> Machines <of business> too. <laughs> right matt how are we doing we got time for one more or are we are we going to wrap up
0: um i think we do a quick fire so um okay. maybe yeah so give so us a, so. give us an episode and then a 10 word
3: answer wow okay
1: right i'm scrolling
2: stuff <laughs>
3: that's quite specific
1: yes <laughs> and- just ten words, Jack Just ten, ten words, words.
3: Well, Not one minute that, or two is minutes hard. it must be ten words
1: <laughs> Okay Oh, it's a good one I love it when this one comes up uh, Episode 17, Guilty Pleasures What was your guilty Ooh. pleasure in property? Is there one?
2: Okay uh, I don't know That's <laughs> three words I'll do <laughs> no, I, 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 can, I can only say I don't know how to answer that question Alright, what's
1: your guilty pleasure generally then? Um.
2: What do you do, do for know. fun? Okay, drink. I just keep talking about drinking. It sounds so. There's
1: mad. a theme. There's a theme. I'm, Guilty I'm pleasure.
0: It's it's making uh, flavored vodka, obviously.
2: Yes, bacon bad, vodka. Bad flavored vodka. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cocktail flavored
2: yeah,
1: vodka. Yeah. Is there a is there a way, Jack, that you could get some form of maple into that cocktail? Because the bacon, the vodka, and the maple works in my brain.
2: Yeah, you could put. What you could do, put maple in it.
0: Oh, <laughs> <you know
1: what? laughs> you are good <laughs> you it's like you're a genius or
0: well actually about a couple of weeks ago i bought some maple f- maple smoked bacon and uh, you could yeah. sp- uh, smick stick <laughs> the smoked bacon the maple smoked bacon in the vodka instead
2: yes yeah. there you go two birds and one stone that's what um, i like creative yeah.
1: Yes, and it should not be maple-flavored syrup. It should be maple syrup to get the authentic Canadian flavor.
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah, I'll give, go, I'll, I'll give it a go and let you know how it goes.
1: Nice one, love it. Signature. He expect- Pop- call it property jam. It's a signature cocktail.
2: All right,
1: done.
0: done. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I'm going to start wrapping up. So, uh, thank you very much, Jack, for being with us. Have Thanks so much sharing your randomness um so <laughs> i'm gonna say it's a goodbye from me
1: and it's a goodbye from me
3: it's a goodbye from me and a goodbye from me oh so i'm a member of the team i love it <laughs> 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 bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye. bye come and jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see
3: more on Facebook, search Property Jam Podcast.
1: Or you can follow us on Instagram at Property Jam Podcast.
3: Or you can email us at Podcast at outlook.com. See, See you on the, the next, next episode. episode.